to Igniting Change, Finding Your Fire, a weekly podcast with Mina Puri, an Ayurvedic practitioner and spiritual teacher who brings the ancient, time-tested wisdom of Ayurveda in this time of great upheaval and global ascension to inspire you to the next level of your spiritual evolution. She will discuss all topics related to your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you ready to be free of all suffering and soar to your heart's calling? Hello, everyone. Happy Thursday. Thank you so much for joining me live, if you are going to join me live. Otherwise, these podcasts are published on various platforms uh, on Mondays. So today's topic is one that I also felt in great need of. The topic is inspiration. What inspires us? So I think inspiration is it's such a, we all need it. We all need it to the extent that we are, you know, listen to motivational speakers. We get a daily inspiration. We read something. We listen to somebody. Uh, we go to a place. Maybe it's coffee and caffeine for some, right? Whatever it takes. So why, so we, inspiration is so, it's an inherent need, because without inspiration, without being motivated and inspired to do what we know to do, we can slip into this dark hole. And then, it, depending on, you know, we all have been there. And when we are there long enough, there's, you know, depression, anxiety, and we can stay there a while. And it takes that much longer to crawl back out of it. The truth is, we have all been there to some extent or the other. And the truth also is, from my experience, that it doesn't matter how passionate we are. It doesn't matter how driven we are. It doesn't matter how motivated we are. Time to time, we are going to lose the inspiration to do something. And that inspiration shows up, the lack of inspiration rather, shows up in the form of, what am I doing? No one cares. Um, what is this all about? This is such a waste of my time. No one even knows about it. And no one is going to you know, fill in your blank. So we need something that which is going to not and not necessarily instantly inspire us, but rather a place we can go to when we feel loss of motivation, inspiration, and we find ourselves in that dark hole. Before we get there, so I just want to you know share some of the things that I come in my practice with my clients. So what is that that inspires them to lose the weight? What is something that inspires them to eat right? Or even inspires them to come and work with me? So there's no judgment or question on what inspires 
anyone. So to lose the weight, you may begin to feel a little bit more energy. One good habit creates a chain reaction of the next good habit. We feel better. We feel better, right? And what motivates us to do stop that, you know, the second carton of ice cream, sort of speak. I'm not suggesting you do that. But what stops us, what stops us, what makes us to stand up and say enough, no more. So it's something bigger than just losing the five pounds. It's something bigger than getting just healthy. It's something bigger than doing this project or this event. It's something bigger than meeting your, you know, soulmate or your partner, improving your relationship. So what is that? We're going to talk about that at the end. Um, but let's talk about the, you know, the, the day-to-day lack of motivation that so many of us are experiencing at this time. So an example I always give, if you have never tasted ice cream, and I keep on telling you, come on, taste this ice cream, you're not drawn to taste it because if you haven't ever tasted it, you're not missing anything. So we don't have a reference as to what feeling driven or motivated or inspired feels like as opposed to our status quo. So we're like, you know, so the the, 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 the confusion that almost like that oblivion, like what am I missing? Isn't life supposed to be like this? I've talked to my friends, my neighbors, my family members. This runs in my family. Um, this is a time that we are living in. Life is just hard. I'm sure I will get better, et cetera, et cetera. So we don't have a reference. We don't know how we could possibly feel. It's kind of like we don't know what our potential is. We don't know what we are capable of doing and creating and being. When we don't have a reference for that, then where is that motivation? How are we going to find the motivation? I'm making notes here because I want to bring these points up later on. So lack of reference. Um, so when there's no lack of reference, when we've never tasted the ice cream, we're never going to really desire to taste the ice cream because we feel we're not missing anything. We might get curious and taste it and realize, oh my God, where have you been all my life? I want to, I'm always going to go buy ice cream. This is just an example. Um, and thus the second thing is when there's, when there's lack of reference, we can maintain the status quo for our entire lifetime. Now the question comes, how do we create reference, right? So in order to create reference, 
So we have a contrast, we have a comparison, we have to introduce something new for the sake of expanding our experiences. An example would be if you are with a partner who wants to go, you know, watch this action film and that you're not interested. But he's telling you, come on, watch it. You're going to love the graphics. You're going to love the music. You're just going to love it. And you give it a chance. Maybe you actually may even like it, right? So there has to, so we have to introduce something new in our life. So obviously, as you know, I'm talking about everything health and healing, because to me, that is the basis. If you don't have your health, you don't have anything, not for a long term anyways. Or if you have it, you're not going to enjoy it because the inner health, the happiness and the joy isn't there. So what is that something new? What is that new thing that you can introduce in your life? So one would be you know, my go-to is meditation. Why meditation? Because it helps you bring your energy from the periphery, from the external world, into the center of you. When your energy gets centered and it's not scattered, in so many external things, we can see and think straight. We can even think about why am I not inspired? We can even ask those little bigger questions so we have the answers. We can start with any, you know, a nutritional change habit, a food change habit, like if there's an overconsumption, I'm only going to eat what is I can contain in this plate. I'll wait five minutes, 10 minutes, and I'll see how I feel. I may actually feel really full because we know, I think we know that so much of our hunger is at the emotional psychological level. It's not at the physical level. The stomach actually is small. It gets filled fast. It's the mind. This is a psychology that doesn't get satisfied, so we continue to consume. So we have to introduce a new habit. Maybe you go for a walk. Maybe you listen to a, a soothing music when you go to sleep. Maybe you massage your feet. Maybe you take a bath. Something new that you have not done before so you can create uh, an experience of other than what you already have experienced. So you have now a contrast, a comparison. So when you have a comparison, when we introduce something new, we feel better. Ultimately, we want to feel better, okay? So when we feel better by introducing this new habit into our life, our psyche automatically wants to go do it. That made me feel really better. So I'm going to go do it again. Then the, the motivation and the inspiration is internally driven. It comes from you because you said yes to something new into your life. 
So my question to you is this, what is around in your radar that friends, people, news, social media keeps on telling you, hey, try this, hey, try this, you've been struggling, hey, try this, hey, talk to this person. What is that one new thing that you can say yes to, which you inherently feel is going to make your health better, is make you is going to make you feel better? So what is that thing, habit, um, mindset, something, a person, working with somebody, doing something, going to a different place? What is that one thing? that you can introduce in your life so you feel inspired and motivated. So you create a contrast for yourself, okay? You know, the third thing <laughs> is fear. Believe it or not, fear is a great motivator. You know, during the pandemic time, we were all scared that we were gonna get COVID or we're going to be hospitalized, or we're going to die. So, so many of us really started to pay attention to our health, our immunity, our, you know, we started going into nature, we started eating better, cooking better, and doing that every, I was getting bombarded with the questions and clients saying, what can I do? What can I do to, you know, to raise my immunity? I even made immunity packs in the COVID time that I was leaving on my porch, and I'm telling you, I had to order and reorder all the herbs, and I was, I was like an alchemist in my kitchen that I prepared for people, and people bought, people bought because of fear. So fear is a great motivator. That's why many times when we get uh, stuck with that, like a, a diagnosis, you have cancer, you have terminal illness, so many of those people wake up and they get as healthy as they can ever be because fear motivated them. They woke up. So fear of death is inherent. Um, then we work, you know, continue to evolve, elevate. We don't fear death. We actually use it as a catalyst to live to the fullest realizing time is short. We're not here forever. I've got so many things to do. I'm not going to waste another minute because I don't have a lot of minutes left. So what is, what is that inherent fear of your health that you may have? Are you fearful that the life is just going to go downhill as you age? Are you fearful that you're going to get the disease that is genetically being transferred over and over? Are you fearful that you're never going to find the joy that everybody keeps talking about? Are you fearful that I, I'm never going to find my purpose? What, what, I, what did I come here to do? I'm retired. I raised my children. I've done the job. Now I'm at home and I don't know what to do. People who are still working, not really, it has nothing to do with retirement. There was just an example that th there's always a fear as to where am I going? What am I doing? What am I supposed to be doing? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Why do I feel lost? What if I'm lost? What if I waste my entire lifetime and I never figure out what in the world I came here to do? 
and I just kind of lived by default. That's a fear which actually creates so much overwhelm and confusion because it takes us out of alignment. All we have is this gray zone. We can't think straight. We can't see straight. We can't do straight. So what is, is there something? What is that causing the fear? We're going to tap into that fear and let that fear motivate you. Let that fear be your friend. Let that fear speak to you. Let that fear catalyze you into doing what it is that you are wanting to do. Do you want to get healthy physically? You want to feel peace, mind, and emotions. Do you want to feel connected with that which is larger? In other words, you want to remove all the obstacles that are in the way of you connecting with your truth. And we're going to get to what that truth is because it seems like a very, very vague, um, you know, it's, a, it's, it's become a cliche in the spiritual realm. That's who you truly are. That's what you truly are. So we're going to talk about what the heck that means. Um, so, so yeah, so my thought was, so go ahead and connect with that fear and let that fear work for you. Fear is a great motivator if we can use it as a tool to take us where we want to go. But if we use it as a way that it paralyzes us, then we have the fear is running the show. Instead of us using the fear to step up into the next level of our being, it's very different than the fear is running amok and you have gotten swollen into this deep, dark hole. So use the fear. Fear is your friend. Every emotion is your friend if we pay attention to it. Okay. So... Then, you know, and, and the next question is, there are, you know, you see those people who are really inspired and motivated and they're just sort of fired up all the time. We actually pay money to go listen to them, right? So why, why is it that somebody is always inspired? Somebody is always like a little bit, you know, feeling dense and down, feeling less than. So the level of inspiration or motivation people feel is a unique to them is a different, right? And what's also different is what inspires one person does not inspire the other person. They need something else to inspire them. So we're all very unique. In the Ayurveda, if you're familiar with it, there's, you know, the, the physiological constitution of vata, pitta, and kapha. It really has to do with the concentration of the five elements, which you have more of, which you have less of. I'm not going to go into that because this is not a course on that. Um, but the, my, the point that I want to draw home to you is that everybody is a unique. Somebody who has, uh, you know, a lot of earth and water element in the constitution, in, in actually not just the physical constitution, but psychological constitution, they may tend towards procrastination, um, just, you know, kind of a couch potato syndrome. They're happy with pizza, ice cream, and movie, and they don't want to move much. They have a little bit more sanitary lifestyle. They'll do things in their own way and time. They're not, they're not the people you're going to go to 
to inspire you because they themselves are not inspired. Then you have those people who have the predominance of air and ether element, vata psychology, um, they're vivacious. They're always excited. They're always into something. They're running. They go here. They do a million things. They start million projects. They may not finish them if they're not focused. So they're, that's on the other end of the spectrum. Then you have something in the middle, which is fire and a little bit of water element. If you have a predominance of that, then you tend to stay very focused. You're not going into all these 10 places. You're not um, down in the dumps. You pick, you align with what resonates with you, one or two things, and you become laser focused. Which category do you feel that you are in? Right? So depending, and each category, if you have a vata psychology, pitta psychology, or kapha psychology, your um, tendency is going to be different, like I just explained. And what gives you inspiration is going to be different. So which, how, how do you define yourself? What is your tendency? Your tendency always go, 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 painting the town red, or is it down in the dumps or somewhere in the middle? You know, I kind of flow, I pick my thing, I focus on it, I complete it. I move on to the next thing. Okay. And it's not always that clear cut. Actually, the truth is many of us move between all three of them uh, over time, but it's mostly where do you tend to be? Okay. So it's important to know your tendency. It's important to know what inspires you. So you can go to that. Is it that person that inspires you? Is it this place that inspires you? Is it reading a certain book? Is it doing a certain meditation that inspires you? So if you feel that lack of inspiration, lack of motivation, you know where to go to, right? So that's why it's important to understand what our tendency is. Um, now, the next topic, next, next point I want to come to so I've been alluding to that I'm going to, you know, talk about something, you know, the ultimate inspiration. So what the heck am I talking about? The ultimate inspiration. So I have, uh, you know, clients, I want to lose weight. We start working, diet, lifestyle, whatnot. They do a little bit, they fall off the track very quickly. They know what to do, they won't do it. So what is that? It's self-sabotage. Very, you know, very common term nowadays that we are aware of. So why self-sabotage? Why do we self-sabotage? Because our beliefs about ourselves come in the way. The beliefs are, I'm not good enough. I'm going to die of this disease. I'm going to die young, runs in my family. It is too hard. Change is too hard. Maybe I'm not supposed to be as healthy as that person climbing the mountain. Maybe it's just good enough. I'm old. What do you want? Right? So, 
Um, it's important. That's why it's important. So when losing the last five pounds or 20 pounds or 100 pounds, losing weight, getting healthy, you get, again, you fall off the wagon because losing the weight, getting healthy, having energy was not motivating enough. Your mind came in the way. So my question is, why do you want to lose the weight? Why do you want to get healthy? Why do you want to have more energy? Well, so I look better. I feel better. So I have energy to do what I want to do. Now we're getting somewhere. What is it that you want to do? We stump again. What do you want to do? Well, I don't really know. I don't, I don't really know what thrills me, what brings me joy. I don't really know what I'm supposed to be doing. Is this my purpose or what? So that takes me to what I've been talking about. The ultimate inspiration is our connection to that who we truly are. So here we are. I'm going to clarify the cliche. So who we truly are. I don't know. Who are we truly? So to me, a true and real thing is that stays. Few years, body will, will leave the body. Body decays. Mind and psychology goes right along with it. Thank God. What remains? Is that what we came from? We didn't just come from, you know, the union of the sperm and the egg. They provided the raw material. But where did the intelligence and the information on how to construct that human body comes from? It comes from the higher intelligence. It comes from the supreme. It comes from that which is indescribable. It comes from beyond the beyond the beyond. In Ayurveda, we call that pure consciousness. It's a seed of everything. It is everything, yet nothing. It's nothing because it's everywhere. It's a seed of everything because without it, the whole planet will collapse. It's consciousness that holding the planet in form. It comes from consciousness. So we are pure consciousness. So what are the qualities of that pure consciousness? Consciousness is light. It's light. That's why we talk about your light, your spirit, your soul. The it's, it's energy. So when we talk about energy, energy has frequency. Higher frequency, lower frequency. So that energy, pure consciousness, is the highest frequency. It's actually the absolute frequency. That's where we come from. That's our origin. We go through many, many, many lifetimes so we can come closer to that pure consciousness that 
that was there at the beginning of our journey to turn us into human form. Again, this this is, you know, as you can see, I'm thinking through as I'm trying to formulate into words to relay the meaning to you. We don't have to understand any of that, but we do have to just simply know that when the body leaves, what remains? That's the connection we want to make too, because that's permanent. That's our soul. Okay. For those of you who believe our soul, we don't, there's no incarnation. We soul dies. We take birth. We die. Obviously this podcast is not for you, but you know, that's yes. Everybody is entitled. Everybody has a right to believe whatever they want. This, but I'm talking about then it may not be that useful for you. So when we connect with that part of ourselves, which is pure consciousness, which is beyond the body, beyond the mind, the thoughts, the emotions, beyond our life experiences. When that's who we are, in that place of connection, the lack of self-esteem goes out the window. It has no space. Lack of accomplishments go out the window. Who cares? How, what you look like? Nobody gives a crap at that place. Where you come from, the color of your skin, your marital status, money in the bank. Uh, who do you know? What do you know? It all has irrelevance in that place. So to me, it's like, thank God. In order for me to be who I am, I don't have to do the perfect thing. I don't have to say the perfect thing. I don't have to look the way everybody else looks. I don't have to dress a certain way. I don't have to uh, have a, you know, a particular skin color or ethnicity or language or how much money I have or my status, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. To me, it's a relief. It's like, thank God. So in those dark, dreary times, which we all experience in our life, I asked a question, what do we do? Do we just fall apart and go crawl in a hole and not knowing when the heck we're going to come out? That's the time we can connect with that. That's the non-physical, the subtlest, and the most profound part of who we are, our being. Pure consciousness, that's why we say, is love and light because it's the absolute. That's where life comes, life into form comes from. That's where I come from. That's where you come from. So I'm not higher, you're not lower. I'm not lower, you're not higher. This is equality. This is the ultimate equality. When we connect with others, instead of looking at what they're doing, what they look like, their behavior, our likes or dislikes, is seeing through all of their worldly behavior and actions into who they are. They are the same as you. We don't have to like them. We don't have to agree with them. We don't have to be with them. But we have to accept the fact 
and value the fact that they are the same as you and I. We are all the same. So, you know, in the world of yoga, there's, you know, yoga is a union, uniting with that part of you that you have become separated from. What do we become separated from? We become separated from the truth of that love and light, who we are, when we come into the human form, because we take birth into this world that tells us you're screwed up. You're not good enough. And our ego says, I'm not good enough. That must be the reason why I got dejected out of my mother's womb. It was a place that was comfortable, safe, and secure. How did I got separated from my creator, from my mother? So it must be my fault. The ego says, yeah, it's your fault. You're messed up. You're screwed up. Go fix yourself up. So we spend our entire life trying to fix ourselves up. Fixing yourself up and becoming who you are are two different things. When we're fixing ourselves up, we're like, I have to have a certain body. I have to look a certain way. You know, this hairstyle isn't in style anymore. I don't make enough money. I don't have accomplishments. My behavior is poor. My this, 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 this. there's so much to fix. How am I ever going to fix it all? We're not. Because we are looking ourselves through a very narrow lens. When we connect with the truth that we are pure consciousness, we are pure love and light, there's nothing to fix. There's only to infuse that truth of love and light into everything we do. When we infuse that connection, that knowing who I am into what I eat or drink. If I am love and light, I am perfection, I'm whole. It's just not going to feel right to put junk and crap into my body. It's just not going to feel right to listen to very stimulating, crazy news. The vibe is not a match. I cringe when I see the needs. I mean, like if I ever by accident, the button presses like, oh, go away. It's, I, it's not a match. I need to be away from that. Doesn't mean I don't know what's going on in the world. Knowing is different, but continuously entertaining that knowing, listening to the words and the, the frequency and the, and the mannerism, it impacts your thinking. It impacts you. It gets into your subconscious. I don't want to be a part of that because I want to guard my consciousness. I want to protect my purity. I want to protect my connection with who I am. If I continuously put obstacles in the way that tells me I'm something other than who I truly am, then I continue to move further and further away from that deep connection. It takes lifetimes, guys, for us to connect to that truth. It's hard work. That, wor that world, that, what is that? That path of connecting to ourselves is the same path of healing. We're healing 
by removing everything that told us we are not pure love and light, we clear the path. We connect, we align, we become laser focused. Then our goal is not people pleasing, is not accomplishing things. Our goal is to do what we came here to do. How do we know what the heck we came here to do? Because you are in your full element when you're doing it. You can hear, you can hear your higher self telling you, this aligns, this feels good. Go do that. You simply do that. You don't care if somebody likes you, follows you, frowns at you. <sighs> when we speak the truth, we get a lot of critics because it's not about that. Let your goal be to do what you came here to do. That's the inspiration. When there's that inspiration to become healthy, to lose the weight, to exercise, to have better relationships, to keep our homes organized, to live well, to connect with nature, it just comes from internally driven. It just comes from the inside. We can't help it because we are infusing that knowing into every single thing we do, say, think, or accomplish. To me, that's also an easy way because I have to just connect to that one thing, me, who I am instead of listening to all the noises. Do this. I know better. Do that. That's better. This is the trend now. Follow the trend. I'll go in a loony bin if I have to listen to all of those noises. No wonder our world is so anxiety-ridden, overwhelmed, and confused because we keep on focusing on the external, we need to pay attention to who we are. When you know who you are, truthfully, not your body, not what you look like, it's a light from within that shines through. It makes you as beautiful as you possibly can be. That connection, that's the ultimate inspiration. So I rather hold on to the one thing and connect with that again and again. That's my source. That's where I get replenished from. Instead of everything else. So when I connect with that, there's enough inspiration that first of all, that connection that that place of being there is to go there when you begin to question, what am I doing? I question, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm in the healing practices business, if you want to call it. I create a lot of stuff. I blog, I do podcasts, I write books, I see clients. I create group programs. I work with clients individually. I lead retreats. Everything I do is not, most people actually don't even know it. 
what I do because you're just only a handful of people who are listening to you. I don't, whatever I create is, is not always well received or known, right? But that's not the point. So if I hang on to, well, you know, what do I do? What I shouldn't do? So in all of that creating, I do question, should I do this? Do people need it? Nobody cares about it. I just wasted so much time on this. I got no response. I get that. But I have that one thing that I go to and I get that. It's like, okay, wait a minute. What's your intention? What are you here to do? What are you doing? So I again connect with the truth of me, clarify my intention. If I'm, you know, I just, you know, created two new things in the last couple of weeks. One is a retreat in Toronto came together beautifully. Uh, we're only a month away. So I don't, it's it just something I've, you know, I've been wanting to do a retreat. I had booked the time, but all the retreat places in Toronto, nobody was communicating, nobody was picking up the phone. So I gave up the idea thinking, well, I guess it's not happening. But it was still in my calendar, the retreat week. As universe would have it, I came across this another retreat place. I called them and they were open exactly that week. So what are the chances? So I am holding a retreat October 13th to 20th. So I created it. I have very little time left to market it just because it happened so quickly. So here it is. I have people questioning and calling, but I don't have any registration yet. I don't know how many people are going to show up. So when I, you know, I get concerned, it's like, is anybody even going to come to this retreat? So what do I do? Why did I create it? Who did I create it for? Who needs it? And then I do everything I need to do to share that information in public. Then my ask is those who need it the most. This retreat is going to blow you away, by the way. It's a week-long retreat. If you at all able to attend, don't miss it. It's big. That whoever is ready to receive this type of guidance and healing, whoever needs it, whoever is committed to their own growth and their better life and health is going to show up. So my ask is universe, this is what I created. Send those who are aligned with it. Do I not share it? Do I stop because, you know, I don't know how many are going to sign up. No, I carry on. I don't know what's going to happen. It is there. I've created and I will continue to share. Whoever signs up is who it is meant to be. To me, that reduces the, that's, there's no stress. I'm not attached to it. 
there's one thing, you know, this is a cool thing. When we attach or con it's not even the word is not attached. When we connect with who we truly are, we let go of all the attachments. We're not attached to who comes, what somebody thinks, the outcome. What are we attached to? What are we connected to? Our truth of who we are and what our purpose is and what's our divine purpose? What are we here to do? So that's the ultimate inspiration. And the second thing I've created is Mind, Body, Soul Membership Program. This program came about because so many people, that the, the, the feedback is, oh, I'm not ready to do it because working with you individually is very expensive because they don't realize the monetary value of what they're getting. And some people may not have the finances. So this Mind, Body, Soul program is addressing all of the people's challenges, but it's in a group setting. You pay very minimal cost, but you get my guidance, you know, so many times in the month. And I give you just one thing or two things to take away that you can implement. You make it your own. You tell me the topics you want to discuss. You ask your questions. You get group support and inspiration. Remember, we don't heal by ourselves in isolation so we need that group we need that support so that's what i've created and the, you're going to find the links below so my the point to get back to is so i create what comes what i feel aligned with i create and see what happens right i do the work when there's a bigger connection so we when we connect and hold on to that one thing, we can actually let go of everything else. I love that because it's easy. It's no headache. It's no overwhelm. I don't lose my night's sleep over it. I continue to march forward. So how can you create that connection with who you truly are? Please start with the meditation practice if you don't have it. Start with any, um, any kind of a practice that makes you feel good. You know when you're aligned, you, you, you smile. There's a shine in your eyes. The sun is shining brighter. Food tastes better. You just feel well. So, how do I want to end with? I think we've been going for a while. Wow, I didn't think this was going to be a long podcast. But with that, I hope this I hope that this podcast inspired you. Well, if it did inspire you, will you let me know what inspired you and what did you do as a result of it? It's always nice to know. Um, so to get inspired is always ask the bigger question. It's never about losing a few pounds. It's never about getting healthy. Getting healthy to do what? Why? 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 Keep asking until you get to the truth of it. That's your ultimate inspiration. In the meantime, bring something, a new habit that gives you a contrast where you feel better. So you are naturally driven to follow that habit. Okay. So the links are going to be below this video for the retreat and for the membership program. And you can also, you know, get, a, get on with me for a complimentary consultation if you like. But with that, I'm going to go ahead and end. 
end the podcast. Thank you for being present here. Thank you for watching. I'd love to hear your comments. Please share. And if this is something you like, like and subscribe to my channel. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Be well. Thank you for listening to Igniting Change, Finding Your Fire. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to hit the like and subscribe button. And we look forward to being with you next week.